Hello, listeners of Take Talks Business, and thank you for joining us today. I have the pleasure of welcoming Tanya Gill, who is a co-owner of Primrose School at Cahoon Commons in Chesapeake, Virginia. Tanya, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Tanya and I have gotten to know each other over the last couple years. Um, uh, to Tanya's credit, she is one of our uh, member leaders within our Chesapeake Division Board um, and has, has been an exceptional voice for the Chesapeake business community for, for as long as I've known her um, as an entrepreneur and, and co-owner of a local business. Um, Tanya's got a, a great perspective on, on small business and, and how, how our community is managing uh, the past six months and, and just uh, uh, business ownership in general. So Thank you, Tanya, for joining us. Um, can you give our, our listeners a little bit of background uh, about yourself and, and kind of what the catalyst was to, to become a, a, a business owner, an entrepreneur, um, and specifically with Primrose School? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, I am a, a military brat. So um, I have moved around quite a bit. However, both of my parents were born and raised in Norfolk, Virginia. And so I came back home and um, this is an area where I raised my, my family um, and started my career at United Way of Southampton Roads, where I worked uh, for um, a total of about 19 years. I like to say 20, because it sounds good. Um, but 19, 19 years in the fundraising field. Um, I was a development director, uh, worked in Chesapeake, as well as in the city of Norfolk. Um, prior to uh, coming on board with Primrose as a franchise owner, I left the city of Norfolk um, after doing a lot of work in the homeless um, issue. So I work closely with the city of Norfolk's office in homelessness as a liaison with United Way. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but then I decided to um, make the move uh, to Primrose. Uh, a, a really good dear friend uh, and colleague that I had met through United Way really looked at what was out in the community uh, for early childhood education and quality childcare. You know, we hear the word daycare used quite often, but she was actually looking for quality childcare. And so she um, encountered and did a lot of research and decided to purchase a Primrose School franchise. Um, as her friend, she shared with me her excitement about it. Um, I actually did a lot of research as well, and we talked a lot about it. And she, you know, said, you know, I need someone that I can trust to come in and do this with me. And I said no. Um, initially, <laughs> uh, I really loved my job at United Way. I loved what I was doing at United Way. And then finally, after you know, hearing more about the company and the opportunities. I decided to follow her to Richmond to go visit a Primrose School, met with um, one of the owners up there and realized that my role at Primrose 
was an opportunity for me to kind of do a lot of the things that I did at United Way, the customer service, um, building relationships, and so the marketing pieces. So I said, you know, maybe I can, I can, I can do this. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a grandmother. And so I understand the importance of early childhood education. My children were in school and childcare. Um, so I decided to, to make that move and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I can, I, I will say have, having had two children grow up, um, the, both of them now out of uh, high school and college, but um, the importance of having as you said, not just the the daycare, but that early childhood education um, it has just become so important um, today. And I think uh, the business community as a whole is starting to recognize the importance of that early childhood education and how much that carries over um, so early on and, and continues to track um, right up through through adulthood and, and, and especially from a, a workforce development standpoint. So um, it, is, it is greatly appreciated to have uh, schools like Primrose um, available to our, our community in the, in the 757. Um, so before, granted COVID is, has thrown a whole different uh, dynamic into this, but before COVID, pre-COVID, um, what would you say was the had been your greatest challenge as a as a small business owner in the not just in the seven five seven but just in general would you say so I think for for us in the field that we're in the the challenge that I often would see is families needing care and it not being available. Families are expanding having children, and for those of them out there who have had babies know that trying to find a place where you're gonna feel confident and leaving your, your baby, um, as well as your older children, um, you know, you do a lot of research and it takes a lot of time. And unfortunately, there's just not a lot of space. And yeah. so, you know, the challenge that, you know, that. I encountered with my role, I'm the day-to-day -day, um, operations owner. So I'm there day-to-day -day on site, um, working closely with our leadership team on the day-to-day -day operations. And so being able to say to a, a parent and tell them all about the wonderful things that we do at Primrose School, but we have a waiting list. Um, and so for, for us, that that was difficult um i think also when you're in our industry finding quality employees you know we want to make sure that um we have quality employees when we hire employees at primrose school um, we take our time um, we do a lot and then when we bring them on board we spend a lot of time training and so you know we want to make sure we have that employee who's going to be compatible for our school, for our philosophies, for our vision, our mission. Um, we are big about our principles of service. 
and making sure that when we hire individuals, they come to us with their box empty, ready to learn about Primrose, and then taking what they've learned, taking their past experiences and delivering our curriculum to our children, um, and then adding and enhancing it. So I would say staffing is, is a challenge, um, but once we get the right people, we're good. And we have an awesome staff at Primrose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, um, and some of this may be obvious, but what would, what would you say has been your greatest reward since, since opening the, your initial site? I would say to you, seeing parents happy and sharing um, their experiences with our teachers. Uh, we do something called the apple of our eye, where we ask parents to share with us how our teachers are meeting the principles of service, how they're creating the wow, how they're uh, approaching their day with joy and um, sincerity. And so to hear the feedback from parents when they say, Miss Moore, when I come in and bring my child, she has the biggest smile on her face. So <laughs> if I'm upset or if I'm worried, I'm not worried anymore. Or, you know, that that teacher took the time to send me a personal note to tell me um, how my child was doing. We take pictures during the day. Uh, we recently um, had our uh, kindergarten graduation. And one of the young men that graduated with us has been with us since he was an infant. And his family recently um, moved. And so mom, they came to say goodbye. She was crying. And she said, you know, you all have been a family to us. You've been a family to us. We're going to miss you. Um, our child has learned so much in your program. Um, we've been around for 11 years. Last year, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary. We gave a scholarship to a young man who started with Primrose. He was in our after-school program. He graduated from high school at Grassfield and is on his way to Virginia Tech. So those are the things that we, we look back and we say, wow, we have, we've, made, we've made a difference. And I would say to you, when we started Primrose 11 years ago, that was one of the biggest pieces, yeah. making a difference and being able to say, you know what, the things that we brought to the community with our business made a difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, I've, we're going to get into this in a little bit because I'm excited to, for, for an upcoming announcement, but the... Uh, but when you did a groundbreaking, I want to say it's been maybe about a year now, um, and you brought back um, some of the students that had been part of that your original classes within Primrose, um, and it was just so wonderful to see, as you said, that family environment where where some of these some of these students have been out now for, I mean eight, nine, 10 years. And, and as you said, they're graduating from high school. And, um, but to come back and, and want to be a part of this next chapter for Primrose, um, it, it just, to me, it spoke volumes about uh, 
your community, your family. Um, and, and it, and it really needs to be a family because I mean, as I said, as, as someone who, who went through this with my children, I mean, your team is getting to spend as much time, if not more time sometimes with these children than, than we do as parents sometimes, depending on our work schedules. And, um, um, and the, and the trust we have in, in the people that, that are spending that time with our children is so incredibly important. And it's, um, it is, it's, it's an amazing, it's, it's invaluable and you, you really can't even put a, a price tag on what that means to, to the families when they, when they're confident that they've got the right people that are, they're taking care of their children. So I know it's, it's absolutely incredibly, uh, valuable. And, and, and I know we're, for us parents who have been through this process, we can't thank you all enough. Um, so those are nor your normal days. Now, mm -hmm. now we, Jan January 2020 rolls around and, uh, and all the old norms go out the window. So how is, has your team had to adapt over the last, uh, say, six to seven months as we, we've d managed to work our way into this unusual uh, environment that we're now in. So in March, um, when this first started, our team pulled together to start um, planning how we would manage the upcoming pandemic. Um, obviously, none of us had ever had experience um, with this before, but what Primrose does have experience with is preparing for emergencies and emergency preparation. And we have a team that we put together that does that on a regular basis for all types of things. So when it's time for hurricane season, we you know get together to, to have our plan to make sure teachers know what to do, to make sure that you know we have checked all the things that we need to check to be prepared. So we have that team together already. So now we were faced with what do we do now in this pandemic? Being part of a franchise does give us the resources to have support from our franchising company that will help give us direction. However, we do have to have a team that's focused and is able to come together to work on that plan. So we immediately moved into action. We listened to um, what we were hearing from the CDC. We listened to um, feedback that we were getting from the Department of Licensing, um, Virginia uh, Social Services. And we started to plan for how we were going to stay open. Uh, many of our colleagues in the industry closed by no fault of their own. Yeah. We, our capacity when COVID started, we were at close to 200 students in our building. Uh, we have 11 classrooms, we had about 200 students. After the first week, we started to see parents being concerned 
and is saying, you know what, we think we're going to stay home for a couple of weeks. Because I, I think at that point in time, people thought it was going to be quick. You know, we'll stay home for a couple of weeks and then we'll be back. Yeah. What we found out is that couple of weeks went on to months. And so when families started leaving, the one thing that I will share with you that made life a little bit easier for our families was those families who decided to leave made room for those parents who wanted to stay. Because yeah. at, at that point in time, Virginia licensing limited our capacity in the building. So our capacity, which was 201, quickly went down to 96 people. And so we didn't have to say to parents, who's going to leave? We only have X number of spaces. Who's going to leave? Uh, because most of them that were going to, that felt like they needed to not be there for their own reasons of concern. Um, which were very valid, and we definitely understood that. Um, made room for those parents who wanted to stay, to stay. We were able to bring in a, probably, I want to say five or six additional families of essential personnel. And the, the families that stayed, they were all essential. Those were families that had, had to go to work. Um, we have a large military population. We have a large population of healthcare providers and government uh, employees, many of which were able to stay home and telecommute. So that made, that made it a little bit easier on them. But those parents who needed to go to work were mm -hmm. thankful that we were open and in order to stay open we put in place temperature checks so initially when this first started that first week we were checking the temperatures of the parents and the children <laughs> <laughs> they appreciated that a couple uh, weren't so excited about it but we were doing both yeah uh, but then we limited um the outside individuals coming past the front desk. So parents are now dropping off in the foyer of the school. Their child has their temperature checked. And then we have teachers in the front that take the children to class. At first, it was a little different for the kids because they were used to mom and dad walking them to class. And that was a normal. Yeah. The first week it was a little hard. We did have some tears, but after that, they would walk in, put their forehead up so you could check their temperature <laughs> and, and wave goodbye to mom and dad and, and, go, and go, to their, go to their classrooms. We also social distance them coming in the building. So now we have, you know, we, where we had a four-year with everybody coming in, we do one family in the foyer, and then um, parents have to have to come in one at a time. On the yeah. nice sunny days and the weather's nice, that's beautiful. But the last 
over the last week, we've had some really rainy days. And so we sent out information to parents to say, call ahead for pickup. So they call ahead, we'd have their child ready so they didn't have to, so they didn't have to wait. Um, our goal is that we're gonna continue doing this through, through the fall. Yeah. It, it has been one of those things that has helped us to stay open. Um, we also, prior to COVID, had very strict illness policies for our students as well as our staff. So those are continuing um, to be strictly enforced. So if your, your child is ill or sick, you know, stay home. Uh, we're encouraging parents, check their temperature before you even bring them to school. Um, if a child is sick or a parent uh, or a teacher is sick, they go home right away or they just don't come in. And we're able to, you know, make accommodations staffing-wise to, to manage that uh, internally. We're encouraging our families as well as our uh, teachers to make sure you're following the guidelines that, are, that our governor is putting forth and that the CDC is putting forth in terms of what you do outside of the school, because that will affect what happens inside the school when you, yeah. when you come. Um, one of the things that the CDC talked a lot about was hand washing. We do a lot of hand washing. We did a lot of hand washing before COVID. If you come into our classrooms, there are hand washing laminated signs by every single hand washing stations. The children love to wash their hands. <laughs> I, I would say to you, one of the things that we did that we added um, because of COVID, children are washing their hands before they go outside. They're already mm. washing their hands when they come from outside, but now they're washing their hands before they go outside. Our playground equipment is disinfected. Uh, disinfected. Um, we're using, uh, and we were using prior to COVID, you know, we have, our teachers have a three-step process that they use when they clean that includes sanitizers and disinfectants. Um, we're doing more over and above now, obviously. Um, but it wasn't a task that we had to regroup and, and decide how we were going to manage it because yes. we were already we were already doing it. Yeah. Um, we are just continuing to, you know, reassure parents that we're doing the things that we need to do to to make sure our environment is safe for the children. But we're also making sure we follow guidelines. So you know, we're kind of we can't we can't do anything unless we get that that okay. Um, and in the meantime, you know, we're very transparent with our families. They get emails from us. We provide them with updates. And, um, you know, that, that's what we're continuing to do right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and speaking of moving forward, um, you're also in the process, and I referenced this a short while ago, of opening up a, a new location at Edinburgh Commons. Um, can you speak a little bit about that process? I mean, how that may or may not have changed and, and what your outlook is for that in the, the coming months? Sure. Um, I will share with you that we started that building. We had our groundbreaking um, that you attended. The actual building process started um, in terms of the construction started in November. 
And we actually did not see any interruption during this COVID period. Uh, as you have heard, I'm sure the governor has mentioned that construction is considered essential personnel, they're essential personnel. So they have continued to build, uh, so much so that that school is uh, ready to open in August. So we're planning um, to open uh, the second week in August, and um, we seem to be on track um, with that. We have an enrollment close to 70 children, which will tell you that families do have a need for childcare. Mm. In that community in Edinburgh Commons, there is an increase in the developments that are in that area, families that are moving to that area. Uh, we are so close to, um, you know, the North Carolina, um, North Carolina border. Um, we, there's a lot of commuters. Um, we know that childcare is essential. And so in that community, I mean, I think it says it for itself, you know, 70, you know, having 70 families ready to come in August um, is, is telling you that families need to get back to work and they want to make sure that they have, um, they want to make sure that they have adequate, adequate childcare. So we're moving forward there, staffing all, uh, as I mentioned, you know, that's a little struggle right now. Um, but we're getting, we're getting there. And um, I think that school is going to be just as successful as the Cahoon location. And it's going to be able to provide families with um, needed child care. And, and when I say child care, educational child care. Primrose is a private school that provides educational child care. Yeah. Yeah. So... So you started your career, you spent almost two decades in, in the nonprofit community, and now you've, you've been able to, to experience entrepreneurship over the last 11 or 12 years. Um, so, so how do you like it? <laughs> how, how's, how's that transition been from, from the nonprofit world to the, the for-profit and education. I mean, I, I say for-profit and I mean, obviously you've got to be able to make money as a business, but, um, but you have that unique environment where you are still serving the community. So how have you liked that transition? So I, I, I joked when I, when I left United Way and I said, I'm going from, I'm, I'm going from United Way. I'm going from raising money to raising children. And so, um, I, the transition has, was not hard because a lot of the things that I mentioned earlier that I did when I was at United Way in terms of building relationships, I was able to do that successfully at Primrose. Um, I, as the day-to-day -day operations uh, owner, our director, you know, manages a lot of those family relationships as well. Um, but when parents see an owner on site, there every day, involved with what's happening in the school, it means a lot. It means a lot to them. 
Um, you know, somebody told me one time when I worked um, at United Way, you're always working. You're always working. You're always working. You don't, you don't, um, you know, you don't own United Way. No, I don't own United <laughs> Way, but that was my passion. That was yeah. my passion. And so, you know, I'm at Primrose, I'm, I'm a co-owner, but it's also, I'm doing my passion. Um, yeah. My um, co-owner um, and business partner, we have actually been friends for 30 years. We met at United Way and, um, you know, we have different things that we bring to the business. So she, you know, makes sure that building is coming up and I'm like, when can I get in there? She, you know, she is, she is, 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 is paying the bills and doing all those things to make sure that we're solid. And I'm the one that, you know what, I'm going to tell you about who we are and tell you why you should be here. And once you get here, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it going and I'm going to keep that relationship going. So we both bring, you know, really unique pieces to the business which i think is why we have done so well in our business yeah. partnership and we've been friends for 30 years i mean i don't i don't know how many people can be friends and run a business at the same time but we 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 make it work um i have enjoyed the transition um i've got to tell you the first probably year i was at primrose I answered the phone several times. You know, anyway, how can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but my experiences also with United Way and the networking and getting to know businesses and people in businesses, I have actually been able to pull that over to Primrose. So there have been many times that I have used things that I have done at United Way we've done at Primrose. Primrose has a huge, um, as part of their philosophy and their culture, a helping hands program. Hmm. Helping hands, happy hearts, making sure children were teaching character development traits. They know what it means to give back to others. Um, when I left United Way, I thought I would not hear, um, you know, certain, certain terms, um, civic engagement. I didn't think I'd come to a preschool and, and hear the word civic engagement, but we do that at Primrose. We partner with the food bank. Um, we partner with CHKD. We partner um, with the Humane Society. Uh, we do big fundraising events every year for a local charity. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that fundraising event this year and our families selected, because our families in, involved in selecting the charity, they had selected um, her shelter. So they will be our, our charity next year, but we're hoping that we'll be able to do some things with them um, uh, during the year. So we're teaching children about what it means to give back. So no, I'm not raising money um, at United Way, but I'm able to bring that to our children and from my experiences at United Way, talking to adults about the importance of giving back, uh, whether it's voluntarily or donating, I can do that now with children yeah. and then they will have that at an early age so that when they do become that employee or that business owner, they'll understand the importance of, of giving back um, my experience with United Way brought me to the chamber. 
And one of the first things that we did when we opened Primrose is we joined the chamber. Um, it brought me to the Y. Uh, we're corporate uh, sponsors of the Y. And so, you know, a lot of those things that I had at United Way, I was able to transfer them, them over to Primrose and be able to get our employees engaged, our families engaged. And, and so I enjoy that. I enjoy that part. Yes, the bills have to be paid. And yes, it is for profit and not nonprofit. But our, our philosophy is really to make sure that children are getting what they need. I was fortunate to bring my own grandchildren were able to uh, experience Primrose. My granddaughter was in, went through the two-year-old program through kindergarten. So, um, you know, I was able to provide that as a grandparent um, for my grandchildren. And so, you know, that's really important. And so I, I think I made a really good decision um, when my business partner said school number two, you know, I got a little nervous. I think she's a heavier <laughs> entrepreneurial brain. So I got a little nervous. Um, you know, when she says Primo's number three, uh, I'm going to shake too. So, you know, but it's going to be good. That's wonderful. Well, I, as I said from, from the groundbreaking last year, uh, I think that was, that was an eye-opener for me because um, it really was so evident of the impact that you've had on the community, whether that's the, the, the community of families that you work with, the business community, the nonprofit community, um, to see the, the diverse group of people that came out and, and were there because, not just simply because of the, the, the opening itself, but because what you've done to connect with the, the community as a whole. Um, it was, it's wonderful to see. It's been great to be able to partner with you uh, in Chesapeake and, and on the board. So thank you for all you do and thank you for all your, your team does. Um, and before we wrap up today, I just wanted to make sure for anyone who is interested in learning more about uh, the Primrose schools at either the Cahoon or the Edinburgh location, what's the best way to, uh, to reach out to your team? So the best way to reach out to us is call us. Uh, and you can, you can reach us um, at our new school um, at 757-410-8622. But you can also put in Primrose School Chesapeake. We are on um, Google. You can see us on Facebook. Facebook is the best way because then you can kind of see who we are and um, experience us by looking at uh, Facebook posts that we have. You can visit our website. If you type in Primrose Schools in Chesapeake, we're going to come up and you'll be able to, to get a hold of us. And we would be happy to get you started on a path to Primrose. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to speak with me and, and to, uh, to give the listeners at Take Talks Business an opportunity to learn more about yourself and Primrose. Um, and all the best of luck as we open up the new location in Edinburgh. Thank you. And Wonderful. thank you to your listeners.